After a year of running experiments, we realized that successful sellers and marketers didn't have the next greatest playbook. They actually had frameworks, insights, and tests that they ran and refined. Welcome to the B2B Power Hour, where we align go-to-market teams together to win the right business with better experiments. I'm your host, Nicholas Dickett, and I'm a seller. And I'm your other host, Morgan Smith, and I'm a marketer. Join us for live shows and interviews that will help you learn what to test so you can sell and market better to your customers and prospects. Now, on to today's episode. Today, we're diving into building community on LinkedIn with Riley Blaisdell, an account executive at Paycor. He is truly one of the best I've ever met at building an audience and building relationships on the platform. So I cannot wait for this conversation today. Let's dive on in. Riley, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you. I made it. I've made it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I have to say I'm I'm thrilled to have this because I know you've been a longtime participant of the show and uh, been in our audience for forever. But the reason, I will say, the reason this happens is you are, I don't know if incessant is the wrong word here, because it sort of sounds negative, but you are so consistent at tagging me into stuff, tagging Nick into stuff, building that relationship, building audience with people. I was like, oh my gosh, I got to get you on the show and break this down. So I'm thrilled to have you here. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad to actually be here because B2B Power Hour is really one of the first podcasts that I started listening to that was in tech. Mm. So for me, it's full circle. And I can tell you exactly when I found B2B Power Hour as well. I think you might have told me this story once. This is where I wanted to start because you have a lot of sales background, but not in tech. And so where I wanted to start was I wanted to understand what brought you to LinkedIn? What brought you to the platform first? Ooh, <laughs> a layoff. Okay. <laughs> a layoff that, you know, as a seller and as somebody that was a top producer and a top earner for a corporation, you don't see that happening, especially with the company that I was with. They've been around for 33 years. They've never had any layoffs. They've been in what they say is recession-proof because if you can sell, you can sell. And so when it happened, I got this like quick meeting popped up on my calendar like everybody probably has. And the HR lady jumped on, Jenny, and I was like, oh, no, what did I do? What did I do? Did I say something wrong? What did I get in trouble for? Because I don't want to end up in the principal's office like at all. And I was like, What's happening? And then once my VP of sales jumped on, I knew what was going on. It took a few days to process. And when they told me like, hey, you know, your position has been considered redundant. I was like, help me understand. Like, Here's my book of business. Here's what I've done this year so far. I've earned my seat. I've paid for my salary and my income over and over and over again. So help justify what's going on. They're like, sorry, it's just been considered redundant. And so I went downstairs. And I told Megan, I cried. I was there for nine years. They gave me a lot of experience and growth. And I felt like less than because I was no longer working for a company that I identified myself with. And I felt bad because we're a family of four, single income. 
And I was like, what am I going to freaking do? First of all, like in my head, imposter syndrome is popping up because I didn't go to school. I didn't go to college. I was a high school dropout at 16 and I didn't go to get my GED or diploma until I was 21 years old. So it's like, how do I pivot? What do I do? And I went to Facebook and I asked like, hey, looking for a new role. What should I do? And one of my friends said, go to LinkedIn, show up on that platform. And I knew LinkedIn as like, maybe where you post your resume and it kind of just lives and breathes there. Oh, totally. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And what I understood it to be was completely different than what it actually was. So that's kind of how it started. That's amazing. And I think sadly right now, I think it's a too common story with folks getting laid off and people losing positions at even stable companies, let alone, you know, startups and other high growth tech companies. And uh, I uh, love that you found yourself onto the platform. What I'm curious about, if people haven't followed you before, the thing I would say you're most famous for is whenever somebody is like, I want to find more influencers or, you know, somebody posts like my feed's dead. I need somebody new or I'm looking for more people to follow with X. You jump in there with like the longest comment of all time or the other day, I think like 12 comments tagging in different people. (laughs) How did you start doing this? Like what was the prompt for just like bringing in folks and tagging them in? I think it just probably has to be like how I grew up where I'm a big believer in like, I'm not the smartest person, but if I know somebody that is great in this area, I want to bring them in. And the beauty of this platform is there's so many phenomenal people that are out here. So you find all these people that you get to learn from and network with that are paying it forward and giving out this free advice. And so all I'm doing is just shouting them out. I'm kind of like the DJ of LinkedIn and I'm just yeah. hyping everybody's <laughs> music up. That's their content that they're posting and sharing. And it's like, guys, everybody probably knows like I'm a big Jen Allen fan. So that's another person that I'm like a huge like admirer of, you know, Samantha McKenna. These are people that are giving away information and it's not just information for us to get better. But when you're in a position of someone that's laid off, growth is a healing process. So if you spend time learning, Eventually, when you get into a position, you're going to be able to make time earning. Drop the clip, folks. I'm just going to I'm going to <laughs> snag that and send it out into the world. <laughs> but you're so right. You know, it's one of the interesting things I see, and I love your take on this, is like there are a lot of salespeople who sort of view LinkedIn selfishly. And I hesitate to use that term, but I think it's probably right in which a lot of sellers will show up onto the platform and say, well, how can I reach my prospect? And how can I you know, get connected to this influencer? And so forth, so forth. It's all about them, which is honestly <laughs> where I started. So I say that and looking back at my, you know, myself a few years ago going, oh God, Morgan, what were you doing? Just because I know better now, because I know there's such power. So for somebody who looks at all of this content, like... <laughs> How are you logging into the platform every day? Like, what are you doing? Like, what are the first few things that you're doing that has helped reorient your perspective on the platform away from maybe, oh, this is just another thing for me to sell to people? Because you don't really sell on the platform, Riley, at least as far as I know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so 
as sellers, right? You mentioned it and you kind of hit the nail on the head. We are selfish. We want what's in it for me, right? We want me, 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 me. And that's not my whole stick. In life, I think it's about others. And so there's a saying that I came up with recently, and it's, I am nobody, but because of others, I am somebody. And it's not a slide towards me. It just means that without other people, like we aren't shit. Same thing with businesses. You aren't anything but what your customers give you and are there for you. So the way I kind of see this platform and the way I view it is instead of paying for a masterclass subscription, I can log in and I can search Samantha McKenna. I could search Nate Narsala. I can search Tara Horsmeyer, Jen Allen, Amy Volos. And guess what? They're giving out all this information. Will Allred, Will Balance, Mike Wander, Three Minute Sales School. All this stuff is free. <laughs> and all I got to do is just invest my time to be able to learn, especially as a person that didn't go to school where, and this is love for Zoe Hartsfield because I agree with her on this. And this is the first episode I ever caught of you guys. Mm-hmm. Learning is not a destination. It's a journey. And so I'm on this journey for the rest of my life. I committed myself to be, you know, they say like ever boarding, like I'm, I guess an ever student, you know, or ever <laughs> learning. <laughs> um, and I'm just trying to find people to learn from like Nick, you, you guys are constantly sharing Bilal, Salman. Like, how many people have you guys had on this podcast that are teaching something? Steph Squared's episode, right? You got Stephanie Benavides and Stephanie White, and they're both sharing and teaching and giving information. And they're on this platform and they're posting. And they may not be posting daily, you know, because most people can't because it, it burns you out. But the point is like, Put it in the search engine of who you want to look up. And then another thing I would do is look at the comments that are getting posted and see who's commenting something that resonates with you. This is actually how Maria Bross and I connected because I talked about the power of community and how I want my community not to be an audience. I want it to be a community where I share sugar with my neighbors. I help them move in and out. My job is to support and help each other grow. And if I help you get enough of what you want in life, I will find it in return. So kind of like a Zig Ziglar thing on my end too. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> but I love that because especially what you just pointed out, I have always, I would say the most powerful part of the platform for me historically, and I think for Nick as well, has been engagement. It's been comments and it's been conversations about things of meaning, not just like, yeah, I mean, we use the platform to sell sort of uniquely, but most of those conversations start with Nick nerding out about beer, or I'm talking with some product marketer about a cool product release that, you know, I just saw on the interwebs or, you know, it's all these conversations. It's all this engagement first. And then content is sort of secondary to that. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, we post content. I haven't been super religious about it recently because I think the magic to your point is like, it feels like it's just digital networking. It's just hopping in there and talking with folks about things of meaning or things of interest. LinkedIn is the digital water cooler. Instead of all of us working for different companies, 
and not being able to have that conversation with others that work for a different organization. It's a digital water cooler where every organization could really come into the break room and have these conversations. And the conversations happen on these posts and the comments. And when they really get powerful, you know, John Legend says, you know, let's have conversations in the dark. That's when you get to slide into the DM and own that conversation and really build that relationship with other people. That's where the magic really starts getting powerful because when people start seeing you show up consistently over and over again, eventually they're going to ask, how can I help you? And the sad part about that is I've been asked that question multiple times and I have yet to really figure out how somebody can help me even though the solution is, hey, buy payroll and HCM for me. <laughs> it's that simple. Yeah, that's, that's, the easiest. <laughs> that's the easiest way. But what I find that the real value is for me to be able to learn from and with them so I can continue to grow and show up better and pass that information down to the people that are getting on this platform so they don't give up because giving up is so easy to do especially when you're not seeing the results that you think you should see. And this is where we need to stop comparing ourselves to other people that have this hockey stick effect and just say, Hey, my journey is my journey and I'm going to own it. The people that I come in contact with is what I'm going to value. The people that make an impact on me and I make an impact on them is what I'm going to appreciate. It's not about the impressions. It's not about the likes It's about how you can help others achieve what they really want. And this is where the message is so powerful. B2B Power Hour does that. Like if you're a seller and you want to get better and you want to learn, go to Spotify and click whatever episode and you will freaking nerd out on some really (laughs) cool stuff. Like you will learn. And this is what really helped me out with you guys too. When I found you guys in October right? Like I was still going through a healing process from being laid off, even though it happened in August. So two months later, you guys were relaying this message. Like, so sellers don't have to sell alone. Like you don't have to be alone. And community is like healing. That's why I found Thursday night sales to be very powerful. Whiskey Wednesday to be very powerful because they're building this community where you can really like go and show up and like learn from others and understand like who's hiring. And instead of like applying like a traditional way, start showing up in a new light because the world's changing, the world's evolving. It's not about what you know, but who you know. And other people will be willing to introduce you or help you out and get an opportunity or even help, you know, push your resume ahead of the pack if you just put yourself out there. Oh, I love that. Thanks for the praise. Much appreciated. Glad you found value (laughs) from the show. (laughs) And also, I think what you're pointing to it's so in part it's a mindset shift and i think we've covered some of the a good chunk of the mindset shift which is like look um to show up with generosity to give before you get to really invest in the relationships and the community around you and not just hey i'm in this for myself what can you give me but what has impressed me so much and really what i want to dive in with you on is like how the hell are you doing this every day? And I mean that (laughs) genuinely, like I'm genuinely asking you, like, do you have like a spreadsheet of people that you're going after? Do you just like scroll your feed for like three hours and comment on everybody's (laughs) stuff? Or like, what are you doing every day, man? Because I am, oh, it's amazing. Your engagement is so consistent. You know, when you have no job, your job is to be on the platform. Like it's to network, (laughs) right? Like that's what I spent my time doing. 
And Megan would ask me, like, she's like, you're like always on that platform. You're always on LinkedIn. Yeah, I'm not on Facebook anymore. I'm not active on Facebook anymore, Instagram. I'm not getting lost in TikTok. Like there's other platforms where people are spending their time. I just chose to focus my time on LinkedIn. There was more value for me there. I wanted to land a role. I wanted to get into tech. So where are the people getting into tech at? Oh, LinkedIn. Great. So why not show up there, invest in your time? You know, we have uh, this thing where it's like, you want to meet your buyers where they're at and where they're learning. And it's the same thing about job hunting. I stopped applying and clicking on like people's websites and going like, oh, let me send that resume. Let me send that resume. And I started finding people that worked for companies. And then I started finding out who was hiring. Like I would scroll and look for purple banners and I would reach out to them and I would connect and I would send a message and I would um, see if they were posting. Great. If they're posting, I'm liking, I'm commenting. And now when I comment, guess whose face shows up when they go to pop open to see who comment? This guy. And, you know, like it brings that familiarity. And now people are like, oh, I recognize that guy. I want to help that guy. When I went to my sales kickoff for Paycor, we had like, I think, 800 salespeople there. I don't even know how many people kept walking up to me and they were like, hey, I see you all over LinkedIn. Let's chat. I want to learn about LinkedIn. Let's chat. And I see LinkedIn taking off as an opportunity for me to be able to grow and sell and be able to like reach the community out there and other aspects. Maybe it opens up doors for me to kind of talk about how powerful this is. We did a LinkedIn training event and the person that was running the training event, he's like uh, the Barry White, Trey Songs, young Michael B. Jordan of LinkedIn. He recognized me. He was like, hey, Riley, how you doing? Like we hit it off right away because we built the relationship through LinkedIn without even like connecting with each other. Man, but you've kept this up. Now you have a full-time, you know, you're like, oh, well, if you're not working a job, you know, your full-time job is to find a job. And okay, okay, I get it. But now you are working a job and you have been for many months and you are keeping this up, right? Like maybe for you, it's not at the same pace, but at least from what I see, I still see, I mean, you're still showing up every day. You're still doing your massive comment threads. You're still engaging with people. I see you in my comments a lot. Like, how are you making time for that? The primary objection we hear from sellers so often is, oh, I don't have time or, oh, I, I'm so busy. I got other things to do. So like, how are you making time for this? And what's the purpose of that for you now that you have a job? Okay, so we all have the same amount of time in the day. And I actually did a post about this not too long ago. We all have the same amount of time. It's just, what is a priority for you? What is your focus? So. Whether or not somebody is saying they have time or they don't have the time depends on what is important to them. It's just like in your job. We all have like this job description of things that we need to do and a follow and achieve. But if it's not important to our success or to our mission, then, you know, we're going to take our foot off the gas pedal and focus on other things that may be important. I found a lot of value in LinkedIn and the importance of building a network. And when people talk about follower audience, like to me, that makes me cringe. And I'm like, oh, I'm a big believer in community and communities are built up of neighbors and friends. Right. So I want to get to know people. I want to be able to support people and I want to show up for them and let them know that they're being seen, heard and being valued. And if I can share that with somebody else, 
so they can find other people to learn from. We might just connect more dots or more people to each other because this is a networking platform, right? If I help other people network, if I help other people by commenting on what they're doing, it gives somebody the opportunity to be able to reach out and see or learn from them. And if they are able to build a stronger community, right, and have a better presence out there, who may I run into in the comments? So it's just like being at a party. All I'm doing is I'm at a party and I'm just joining in all these conversations that are happening. And when people are like, hey, we're going to the dance floor, I'm like, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) I love that that perspective, too, because you're sort of increasing its relative priority because of all the things you just mentioned. So at a really tactical level, do you set aside time in your calendar to do this? Or is it more fluid for you? Like what works best in terms of like, quote unquote, managing your time on the platform? So it's kind of more fluid for me. I get up earlier. And so like I spend like the first 15 minutes just commenting, just kind of finding people to comment on. And I just scroll and I try and find new people because I want to find like the next voice that deserves recognition and be like, here's the spotlight. Here you go. Like everybody needs to connect with. And I might butcher her name, but Nila Singh, if you're not connected with her, she has this tagline, like getting rid of toxic culture and like doing it like in a spicy way. This is a person that addresses situations that are like taboo topics and like addresses them and has conversations about them and her posts and the quality of her engagement is freaking amazing. Like she's probably like at maybe 7,000 people in her community. But she's got over like 100 comments on her posts when she posts because she also gives back to her community. She's not out there just like, I'm staying on my page, blah, blah, blah. She shows up on people that show up for her. And I found her because of a person that I met on here named Tori. And she and I connected when we were both part of the Green Banner game. And talk about another amazing person that I met on this platform. She's She's a little older than me, but this person is a really neat mentor for me and friend because she understands a lot about the D and I part of what's going on. And for me, being of Hawaiian descent, I fall under that category. Like, I'm a person of color. I'm not the typical person that fits this mold or checks all these boxes. And so what I want to do is prove to people that you don't have to check all the boxes to smash all the boxes. And if you want a great example of somebody that smashes all the boxes, look at Mario. Mm -hmm. It's a me, Mario. You know, like that little motherfucker is like, pow. (laughs) I love that. We got to be more like Mario. Smash all the boxes, man. I'm into that. Don't check the boxes, smash the boxes. (laughs) So first of all, just to tease out something really quick, because I feel it's important to restate. A lot of the time, there's all these unexpected connections because of the time you're spending on the platform. You never know who you might get connected to and who that person might connect you to just by virtue of engagement, just by virtue of paying attention and seeing what people are engaging with and what conversations interest them. 
So even if you're more fluid with your time, again, at a tactical level, like how much time are you spending, let's say commenting versus spending time in your DMs on like a given day or a given week? Are you doing more public engagement or more private engagement? It just kind of depends. I think more public, right? But it also leads to more private engagements. So like managing that time spent in the DMs is a little bit more challenging. But what I do find that a lot of people reach out to me about is like, how'd you land into tech, right? And so because people did a kindness for me when I was transitioning, I want to return that favor, like pay it forward. You know, it's just like when you go to Starbucks and somebody ends up paying for your drink, you should pay for the person's drink behind you and leave a fat tip. So my goal is to always leave something better than I found it. So Jake Thibodeau was one of the guys that introduced me to Aspireship. Aspireship became the Duolingo for me to allow my business acumen to transition into tech so people could understand what I accomplished and what I achieved selling disposable gloves and doing B2B sales for them to understand how I can bring that skill set and use that in this area. And so for me, like the time that I'm spending is where I can find it, right? So like when I put my daughter to bed, I have a podcast playing in the background. When I'm getting ready in the morning, today I was listening to Jen Allen's talk that they recorded for the uh, sales assembly. And I was like, oh, shoot, I didn't know. Three seconds to disqualify? Like, wow. Okay, (laughs) now the time shortening from 10 seconds to nine seconds? It makes sense. And eventually that time is going to continue to get smaller and smaller because we're going to have to earn the right to have these conversations because there's too many of us out there trying to deliver all these messages to X amount of buyers. It's just like when you walk the mall and the people in the kiosk see you walking by and they're like, hey, what cell phone company do you have? You know, or like, hey, let me clean your shoes for you. Let me sell you this. You want to try this lotion? You know, like (laughs) that's what we are and that's what we sound like. So sellers, we're like the people at the kiosk. And it's kind of annoying because I ignore them when I go by. But if somebody has a really neat way of showing up, I want to give them time. So when people ask about like, how do you do this? All right, let's get on a call. How'd you do this? Let's get on a call because that's going to be the quickest way for me to deliver that message. And I thought about like, hey, maybe I should record like a couple videos and then put it on there on my platform. And you can like, here you go. You can see how I ended up doing it, but I want to, that doesn't allow me to understand the situation, what they're going through and what they're really looking for. That just kind of is more like the masses. It's kind of like a marketing approach instead of a sales approach. And no slide to you, Morgan. I know you're a marketer (laughs) and I think marketing and sales are the same people. Like we're all on the same freaking team. We all work for the same company. We all are trying to grow our market share one way or another. So when we stop playing for the names on the back of our jerseys and start playing for the names on the front of our jerseys, when we start winning as a people and even as a company. Love, love, love. Shout that from the rooftops, will you? I think a lot of people (laughs) need to hear that. (laughs) The thing that really, I'm just inspired by a lot of the commitment and the mentality that you just shared. And I think if more people adopted it, the world would be a happier place. And also, one thing that really interests me is like, off platform. So here's the thing, like, I know it's fluid. I know you're like, oh, I'm up early or, oh, I'm commenting, but you must be like, (laughs) 
really dialed in or close to dialed in and like how you're running your day to day. Because, you know, we've heard a lot about like the cost of task switching. So like, oh, I'm going to bounce between all these different things. And then, you know, three and a half hours go by and you go, oh my God, what the hell did I do? So I imagine in your, your sales role, you're probably pretty dialed in and productive in the time that you're spending actually working to sort of alleviate the time and the fluidity that's required to do this. I'm trying to like understand unpack it. how, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 how, yeah, yeah. So I think this is probably the biggest takeaway. Networking is working. And what I mean by that is like the time that I'm spending on this platform, I'm also working because my name's getting out there, building awareness, building credibility. My last role, I didn't have to do that because we didn't sell to people that were active on this platform or companies that participated on this platform. So like when I would go to trade shows, going to the bar, having drinks with people, rubbing elbows, you know, having conversations, pulling people off to the side, finding ways that we connect and build relationships is working. It's just a roundabout way of doing something. It's not like there's one way to get something done, right? There's multiple ways to do something. And so for me, like when I'm doing my work, I'm doing my work. Like I'm focused, tunnel vision on that because even though people can say they are great at multitasking, we can't. Your mind wanders. So if you can have tunnel vision, this is why like when salespeople are working on like a certain part of the process of like a call campaign and a certain ICP and a talk track, if you're just laser focused on that, you're just running on that one thing, just boom, 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 boom. And that cadence is just repetitive and you just keep doing that. But when you change your cadence, like it's kind of like working out. Like when you do like uh like you like jog for a little bit, even though I hate running because cardio is stupid. And then you start <laughs> sprinting, right? Like you just like, <laughs> like you get burnt out quickly. Like you burn that energy. And that's the same way as like, you want to get something done, focus on it, put all your energy into it, go after that, take your break, find a way to kind of decompress. Like giving to others, supporting to others is like a way for me to decompress too. Cause it's not about me doing like, Hey, let me talk to you about payroll. Let me talk to you about HCM. Let me talk to you about how our AI technology can help you recruit and reduce the time to hire. I break it up and I go out and I find another way to like, all right, let me find something new to kind of go after and play around with. And now I'm ready to get back and go hunt for some more calls, like more prospects that need to buy our software, need to use our services because it's going to help reduce the time spent doing X, Y, and Z, or it's not going to be a headache because it's easier to use platform. Now I can focus back on that. So it's like kind of like a, a mental reset. Yeah. I love that. I love the gym analogy too. It's a really good one. I hate running as well. So we're on the same page here. Yes, we can be I, friends. <laughs> I hope we already are. I, uh... <laughs> Do you know, so I got to share this. Okay, okay. So I bought my wife a Peloton for Christmas in 2020. And it was her Christmas gift. And she got fired like that month. Oh. And like it was already on the way. So when she got fired and she got home, like I was like, what do you want to do? Like I already knew she wanted to go to school. So I ran out, met with a friend that is like super tech savvy. We went out and we bought her a laptop. We came home. But like, it was like an expensive Christmas because I gave her a laptop for, you know, like, hey, here you go, go to school. But her Peloton came in. And on Peloton, you get to like create your own leaderboard name. 
So my leaderboard name that I created, because I thought I was going to actually really get into this, was hashtag cardio stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that. I love that story. So have you ever had somebody sort of get snarky with you about the ways that you engage and bring people into conversation? And I'm not just thinking about like the long tag comment threads. It could be something else. But as you can imagine, we've been on the receiving end of some very interesting comments. And I wanted to know if you've ever had to run into that before. Oh, my goodness. So I worked in collections for a really long time. And in that industry, you deal with a lot of like just verbal abuse. Yeah. And so like when people say stuff, I try and take it as like a positive way. I look at it in a different context so I don't get offended, right? It's like when somebody says something to me, it's really a reflection on them. And sometimes it's probably usually like, maybe they want to do this, but they don't feel comfortable showing up that way. And that's okay. It doesn't work for everybody. I'm not everybody's cup of tea. That just happens. Like it is what it is. But I don't think I've ever noticed somebody like get real nasty with me, but I also have like a different standard of what nasty is, right? Like, I grew up with a different background. I grew up with a very colorful background. One time I told my brother, like, I think I was in fifth grade. So he was probably in seventh. We were at one of my friend's house. We stayed the night and we were all getting ready to go somewhere the, the next day. And I was like, hey, hurry up. And he was like, don't rush me. And he was ironing his clothes. And I said, I'm going to curse on here. I was like, hurry the fuck up. And he goes, okay, don't talk to me that way. And I looked at him and I started walking around. I was like, Hurry the fuck up. We got to go. Like, I hate being late. And the next thing I know, he takes the iron and puts it right on my back. Ooh. Directly on my back. I had this big iron imprint on my back for a while. And he was like, don't tell mom, don't tell mom. Like, I'm oh, sorry, I'm sorry. You know, like, oh, no. You know, like, this is my brother, right? Like, yeah. Oh, but this God. is stuff that we did. Like, we grew up in a different time frame. Things happen differently. It's probably not even the worst thing that's ever happened to me either in my life. That's the crazy part about it. So like when people like say certain things, like I don't see it as the way they come because like I experienced a lot different of a lifestyle than most people are used to. So what is snarky to one person, to me, I'm just like, oh, that's funny. Like I find humor in it. (laughs) (laughs) I love the perspective. It is interesting. I think there's a lot of... I've always thought of like getting hate, quote unquote, on the internet as like a benchmark of you've made it. <laughs> like <laughs> you've earned enough attention that somebody's come out of the woodwork and gone, oh, I don't know what you're up to. Or somebody get, I like the finding the humor and the snarkiness. That's good. Cause I think some people, I don't think, I know some people are afraid of engaging on the platform, getting out there. Because they're like, oh, what will people say? What if somebody doesn't like this? And more importantly, what is you know, what if my boss doesn't like this? Blah, blah, blah. And I love the perspective you just had, which is like, maybe reframe it or maybe think of it in a different light or borrow from experiences and realize it's, it's not as um, tragic as it may appear. Yeah, it's not bad. Like, no. <laughs> you're not going to be able to please everybody. And this is in sales in general. Like there's three types of people out there. There's people that you're going to like connect with right away. There's people that you'll never connect with. And there's people that will finally eventually like fall in love with you. Like it's not going to happen right away and it's okay. But the more you show up as who you are, 
the better you're going to find out who's really for you, right? Like, so your vibe attracts your tribe. And so what you put out into the world and what you give, what you give to others and what they give to you is what matters. So yeah, it's just like, spend time, just be who you are. It's going to go further for you and be easier for you to manage and juggle and show up for others if you are who you are. But if you have to change and adapt and be somebody completely different, then you're not really being your genuine self. And like, don't get me wrong, like I could be a chameleon, I could blend in with multiple crowds, but I also grew up with a different upbringing in a different environment where you are the product of your environment. But once I got out of it and I started hanging out with different crowds and I started seeing what they did, it changed the way I showed up. It changed the way that I wanted to learn. It changed my desire to be better. I'm just going to steep in that wisdom that you just shared for a little bit. Where's my tea? You know, I just, I'm going to be a little tea bag in the wisdom of Riley today. That's, I love that. Or I'm the water and you're the, I don't know how that analogy works. But, uh, <laughs> I really, really appreciate that wisdom. So here's how I want to close out today. And final question, sort of a riff on something I've been exploring lately. When you look at your own method and you also look at the other people that you admire, what would you say differentiates the expert community builder or the expert engager from the novice, from somebody just getting started? The consistency. I think the consistency of showing up over and over again. It's just like when we end up doing like a sales presentation or like learning how to sell, right? Learning how to cold call. You have to build that muscle memory and expose yourself to it over and over and over again to be able to get comfortable with failing flat on your face. Like I remember a post that I posted about that got like two likes and it was my mom and dad, but no, I'm just talking. They don't have a LinkedIn profile. (laughs) I remember a post that I posted, like my first post, like got two likes. And I, I think I was like posted like 2014. Hey, I'm here, blah, blah, blah. And then I, disappeared on this platform for five years and then the pandemic hit and I would just reshare the company's content over and over and over again. And that didn't really get anything. And then when I came to this platform to figure out what this platform really did and I understood what it does, that's when I started getting invested in it. I started investing in myself. I started investing in others and I kept showing up more and more. And eventually I went from 217 connections to wherever I'm at right now. And it was over time. Like, this is how success happens. Like, success is never like, boom, I'm off. You know, it's just up, down, up, down, up, down. Oh, I'm back here. Oh, nope, that didn't work. Oh, and the people that keep trying things over and over and over again, and then finding out what their message should be and kind of their talk points, it makes it easier to like go towards it. But what I want people to understand is share your story. We are all an expert in our own story. Nobody knows it or lived it better than you. And I had a call with somebody a couple of weeks ago, and we talked a little bit more about my past and we got in depth. And they were hesitant to share about what they experienced. And one of the things that I kind of shared with them was like, don't compare your story saying mine was harder, so yours doesn't matter because that's not the right message. Share your story, what you go through, what you went through, what you've seen, what you experienced matters. 
we all grow up differently. We all have our different struggles and challenges and crosses to bear. So again, it's not about comparison. It's about compassion. And I can understand that other people can have a different lifestyle and have a different idea of success. And I shouldn't judge them for what they've gone through. What I should do is appreciate whatever they've gone through and how far they've made it. And if I can show them that, like, I support you fully on that you become a better person by showing up over and over again, by continuing this process, then that's better. That's why, like, I'm like in my tagline, here to cheer is who I am. I'm one of the biggest cheerleaders you'll find out there. Like, I want to lift other people up. Like, I want to be able to help support other people. And the more people that we get on this platform that actually show up, because I mean, what, you got 950 million people on this platform, but I think like 8% of us only really engage, but only like 2 or 3% actually post and create content on here. What if we ended up increasing that number? Like if, let's say 950 million stayed the same, but instead we increased the amount of percent that actually shows up on this platform from two to 5% of people that are creating content, how much better of a place will we be in? And 8% of engagement to 10% engagement. How much better would this world be if we have more people showing up? This is where like diversity matters. Like your story fucking matters. People like be who you are. You earned a right to the table, right? Like pull your seat up. If somebody doesn't want to pull your seat up for you and give you a spot to sit at, great. Let's go make a new table that wants to include others because there are going to be people that say they want this but don't want to do it because change is so freaking hard to deal with because there's some things that we don't know that is going to happen or is going to be required for us to do more. So we don't want to get uncomfortable. We don't want to make our lives any harder than what it already is. But if we challenge ourselves, we will be better. And that's a mic drop, everybody. Well, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Riley, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the show. I love this conversation. I've loved the wisdom that you've shared. If people, this is an easy question, if people want to get into your community, get into your neighborhood, and maybe ask you some questions about some of the stuff they heard today, where should they go? Only fans. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> that's a good one i like that yeah Yeah. (laughs) linkedin i'm out here in the community linkedin like if you're gonna send a connect message me let me know why i'm also looking at like when people send connections what are they doing do we have people that are in common have you posted how long are you on the platform I look at like people's histories as well, because there are bots out there that are getting created. And I am a big believer in like, you are the bouncer of your own community. You let in what people, you know, that are coming in. And instead of like approving, like all these LinkedIn connects that I'm getting, I'm like verifying to see if they're real people, because I want that spot to be filled up by somebody that actually exists not some fake bot that gives me these fluff numbers of, hey, he's got a massive community. There's so many people following this guy. 
I want people to see like real people involved in this space. That's all. Like connect with me on LinkedIn. If you found me through this, let me know. Great. If there's something that you think I could do better when I show up on something like this, let me know. Like I want to be coached. I want to learn how to get better because if I get better, I can just help get that message out there for others. Well, I love that. And uh, Riley, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been great to have you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. Hey, we know how hard implementing this stuff is. That's why this podcast exists. We decided to take it a step further and start the One Up Club to give you the frameworks and resources you need to move the dial in 2023. Learn more at b2bpowerhour.com slash join. Because we know you have a quota and you can't afford to wait.